Merry Christmas, everyone. Brother George here. This is Bible Made Easy Podcast. Thanks for joining me. Here are some more Christmas stories that will warm your heart and inspire you to put love into action this Christmas and every day. Please enjoy. There Are No Coincidences by Warren Miller For three days, a fierce winter storm had travelled 1,500 miles across the North Pacific from Alaska, packing gale-force winds and torrential rains. In the North American Sierra Nevadas, the snow was piling up and would offer great skiing once the storm had passed. In the foothills of the Sierras in the town of Grass Valley, California, the streets were flooded and in some parts of the town, the power was off where fallen trees had snapped overhead cables. At the small church, the heavy rain and high winds beat against the windows with a violence that Father O'Malley had never before heard. In his tiny room, out of the darkness, the phone rang. As he picked up the phone, a voice quickly asked, Is this Father O'Malley? Yes. I'm calling from the hospital in Auburn, said a concerned female voice. We have a terminally ill patient who is asking us to get someone to give him his last rites. Can you come quickly? I'll try my best to make it, O'Malley answered but the river is over its banks and trees are blown down all over town. Look for me in about two hours. The trip was only 30 miles, but it would be hard going. His progress was slow and cautious, but he continued on toward the hospital. Not a single vehicle passed him during his long, tense journey. Finally, in the near distance, he could see the lights of the small hospital and he hoped he had arrived on time. With his tattered Bible tucked deep inside his overcoat pocket, O'Malley forced the car door open, stepped out, and then leaned into the wind. Its power almost bowled him over, and he was nearly blown away from the hospital entrance. Once inside, the wind slammed the hospital door shut behind him. He heard footsteps headed his way. It was the night nurse. I'm so glad you could get here, she said. The man I called you about is slipping fast, but he's still coherent. He's an alcoholic, and his liver has finally given out. He lives up in the woods, and no one around here knows much about him, and he doesn't seem to want to talk much. What's your patient's name? O'Malley asked. The hospital staff has just been calling him Tom, she replied. In the soft nightlight of the room, Tom's thin, shallow countenance looked ghost-like behind a scraggly beard. Hello, Tom. I'm Father O'Malley, he said, and he began to say the prayers of the last rites. After the Amen, Tom perked up a bit, and he seemed to want to talk. Would you like to make your confession? O'Malley asked him. Absolutely not, Tom answered but I would like to just talk with you a bit before I go. And so Tom and Father O'Malley talked about the Korean War and the ferocity of the winter storm and the knee-high grass and summer blossoms that would soon follow. After a couple of hours, and after about the fourth or fifth time that Father O'Malley asked the same question, Tom replied, Father, when I was young I did something that was so bad that I haven't spent a single day since 
without thinking about it and reliving the horror. Father O'Malley gently said, I'm sure that God will forgive you, Tom, whatever it was you did. He is love. He wants us to confess and to receive his forgiveness. He wants you to be free of whatever it is that has plagued you for so long. Even now I still can't talk about what I did, Tom said. Even to you. O'Malley silently waited. Finally, Tom said sadly, Okay, it's too late for anyone to do anything to me now, so I guess I might as well tell you. I worked as a switchman on the railroad all my life, until I retired a few years ago and moved up here to the woods. 32 years ago, I was working in Bakersfield on a night kind of like tonight. It was Christmas time. Tom's face became intense as the words began to tumble out. It happened during a bad winter storm with a lot of rain, 50 mile an hour winds and almost no visibility. Two nights before Christmas, the whole yard crew drank all through the swing shift. I volunteered to go out in the rain and wind and push the switch for the northbound 8.30 freight train. Tom's voice dropped almost to a whisper as he went on. I guess I was more drunk than I thought I was, because I pushed that switch in the wrong direction. At 45 miles an hour, that freight train slammed into a passenger car at the next crossing and killed a young man, his wife and their two daughters. I've had to live with my being the cause of their deaths every day since then. There was a long moment of silence as Tom's confession of this tragedy hung in the air. After what seemed like an eternity, Father O'Malley gently put his hand on Tom's shoulder and said very quietly, I know God can forgive you, son, because I can. In that car were my mother, my father, and my two older sisters. Perfect Mistake Author Unknown Mother's father worked as a carpenter. On this particular day, he was building some crates for the clothes his church was sending to some orphanage in China for Christmas. On his way home, he reached into his shirt pocket to find his glasses, but they were gone. When he mentally replayed his earlier actions, he realized what must have happened. The glasses had slipped out of his pocket unnoticed and fallen into one of the crates, which he had nailed shut. His brand new glasses were heading for China. The Great Depression of the 1930s was at its height in the US, and Grandpa had six children. He had spent $20 for those glasses that very morning. He was upset by the thought of having to buy another pair. It's not fair he told God as he drove home in frustration. I've been very faithful in giving of my time and money to your work, and now this? Several months later, the director of the orphanage in China was on furlough in the United States. He wanted to visit all the churches that supported him in China. So he came to speak one Sunday at my grandfather's small church in Chicago. 
The missionary began by thanking the people for their faithfulness in supporting the orphanage. But most of all, he said, I must thank you for the glasses you sent last year. You see, the communists had just swept through the orphanage, destroying everything, including my glasses. I was desperate. Even if I had the money, there was simply no way of replacing those glasses. Along with not being able to see well, I experienced headaches every day. So my co-workers and I were much in prayer about this. Then, your Christmas crates arrived. When my staff removed the covers, they found a pair of glasses lying on top. Folks, when I tried on the glasses, it was as though they had been custom-made just for me. I want to thank you for being a part of that. The people listened, happy for the miraculous glasses. However, they thought the missionary surely must have confused their church with another. There were no glasses on their list of items to be sent overseas. But sitting quietly in the back, with tears streaming down his face, an ordinary carpenter realised that the master carpenter had used him in an extraordinary way.